0: Relationships, partnerships don't work for everyone. You have to be the right people and the ability to like handle these adversities without getting too personal is a huge one.
1: Hello oh, and welcome to Mind Meld. I'm Josh Gonzalves, and this is a podcast where I have in-depth conversations with some of the brightest people in the known universe. My aim is to spark deep conversations around interesting topics to find the tools, tactics and philosophies that we can all use in our daily and creative lives. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. Thanks so much for stopping by. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on whatever app you're listening to this on. I publish new episodes every Monday around different topics with new guests each week. In this episode, I sat down with Marissa Tisoni. She is my partner in life and business, and she's the co-founder of both Controverse and Longboy. This episode was long overdue, but I'm excited to finally talk in depth about some of the projects that both Marissa and I have been working on over the past year. We talk about our experiences in the virtual reality industry with Controverse, We talk about the story of how we started our apparel company, Longboy, and Marissa shares some of her growth hacking strategies that she's been using to grow the company. And of course, we get into our work-slash-life relationship, and we share a little peek into how we make our business and romantic relationship work together. Of course, we're still learning as we go, but we share some of the things that have worked for us over the past couple of years. This one is a little bit different than past episodes and certainly more personal than any of the other episodes so far. There's a lot packed into this one, so without further introduction, let's get right into it. I'm Josh Gonzalez, and this is Mind Meld with Marissa Tassoni. Marissa Tassoni, my partner in crime, my partner in life. (laughs) No crime has been committed, folks, don't worry. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm glad that we finally did this. I'm
0: so excited to be on the podcast.
1: I know we've been talking about it for a while, and yeah. I feel like usually you'd be like the first person to be on the podcast, or probably should have.
0: No, I don't think should have. I just think I would have been the easiest, easiest. First guest because it would have just been like, oh, you're just here, you can just be on it,
1: right? Like most people would have just yeah. done it that way, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're doing it now. This is like the last real episode of the year, so wow. this is awesome. That's an honor. Yeah, it's really cool. Episode 29, this will be. Wild. Um, The final episode after this is going to be a recap of everything that happened this year. You know, just a a little bit of a overarching, I guess you can call it a trailer of the season. So I'm glad that we get to do this and we can finally talk about our deepest, darkest secrets to the Internet.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) That's so good. I have so many.
1: Good. Like right now, I think it's really awesome. Like there's gonna be no video in this. This is gonna be one of the few that don't have any videos because you're in your pajamas.
0: Yeah, if you're wondering, I'm wearing pajama pants.
1: You're comfy. It's okay. You're I'm wearing a space. regular
0: sweater, but I'm I'm in pajama pants for sure.
1: Yeah, you're way more comfy than I am right now. That's for sure. I don't know why I chose to wear jeans. I'm the weirdo wearing jeans yeah. in 2020. No, Who wears you. jeans? Who
0: wears jeans anymore? I haven't I worn a pair of jeans in like eight months. I know
1: it's weird, right? No. Yeah. No. Although these are stretchy jeans, so it's okay.
2: No. Okay, so
1: <laughs> all right, so let's get right into it. I want this to be a really cool episode where we of kind of just discuss maybe things that happened this year, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of big changes for the both of us, and yeah. we can talk about some tools and techniques that we've learned over the years. But I think how we can probably start this is maybe you can give people a little bit of a background on yourself, uh, what you've been doing over the last couple of years, um, you can talk about the story about how we met if you wanna do that. I don't think that's really necessary. We'll do a full episode on relationship stuff. Yeah. Um, but I wanna get this more on maybe our work life yeah. type of stuff. But I think, yeah, we can start off with you kind of explaining um your your background and what you've been doing over the last year.
0: Me as a human. Um so my background is similar, but also very different to Josh's. So if you know Josh, you know a little bit about me too. So I also Did my university in media. um, And I went ahead and did a master's in digital media. So that's my educational background. And then I worked with Josh on Controverse from its inception. So that is kind of a big umbrella of my background and a very simple layman's way of explaining who I am. Um, This past year has been really different for everyone. And obviously, Um, so we have kind of pivoted in a way that is slightly different, but also really similar to both of our backgrounds. Um, I've always been interested in fashion and, and textiles and just design in general. And this year... Josh and I decided to start a clothing brand called Long Boy, which I feel like you've probably mentioned before. I have. Yeah.
1: And we can get more in depth now. Yeah. I don't feel bad talking about it with other people who probably are like, okay. But now it's like legitimate. <laughs> yeah, it's we can talk about it very specific In depth. To that. Yes. Yeah.
0: So we did, we started that this year, which I mean I felt really aligned with because it aligned with my love of clothing, as well as love of Dachshunds, which is fairly new. Um, but yeah, so that's where kind of I am right now focusing on Longboy pretty much 100% because no one really wants to put a VR headset on their face right now, understandably, yeah. unless it's their own. Um. So yeah, that's me in a yeah.
1: nutshell. Yeah, I think you downplay the whole VR thing. We were even talking about it last night. You're like, <laughs> I don't know anything about VR. I'm like, Marissa, you wrote a fucking master's thesis on VR. i we allowed to swear. Oh yeah, this is explicit. Okay, cool. It's okay. Ex- explicit.
0: Okay, cool. Okay.
1: Don't worry it's explicit. We can swear as much as we'd fucking like to. Okay,
0: awesome. I won't cuz now I feel like I'm under pressure too. <laughs> But You um, don't need to.
1: <laughs> Anyways, yeah, have you not listened to my podcast? I swear all the time.
0: I figured you swore, but I just well, I just wanted to make sure. Anyway, um Folks,
1: she hasn't listened to a single episode.
0: <laughs> I have listened to a single episode actually thanks a single episode at least a episode
1: what was your favorite episode so namesthetics yeah hundred just because just the- because
0: we're getting into e-commerce um and i find that they are doing something so similar to where i would like to go cool um so yeah that was really interesting to see how they kind of came up and everything
1: nice you think i did a pretty good job interviewing them and getting the questions that you wanted answered
0: yeah you yeah. did a great job and also i think you're great at this
1: so yeah
0: yeah I oh, think I appreciate you're really it. Good at this, okay,
1: well. well now I have to live up to it on this episode. Because it's the first like in person <laughs> live yeah. in the Flash episode. Oh yeah, how does that feel? Kind of weird, but like yeah. I've done it before, right? With think tank at least. True. So I'm kinda used to True. it. True. Yeah. But then this whole year was Zoom, it's like, okay, like people yeah. are okay with being on Zoom. They're yeah. kind of used to it now. And most people have a decent microphone set up at some point. Like some people do, some people don't. Yeah. But you know, it's a Zoom call, so it's cool to get people from all walks of life. But I like this. I really like the, in the atmosphere of this. Yeah. I w- Next time we will do a video because you can see our setup. But this is like a little test setup. We've got yeah. little cool little microphone arms. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, back to the, I think the VR thing too. I think yeah. you're kind of downplaying your expertise in it. Yes, we're kind of taking a step back from it this year. But that's just because, as you said, we were focusing on live events, mm-hmm. film festivals,
2: putting thousands of
1: people
0: through yeah
1: like you probably yeah. put a headset a vr headset on like what like thousands
0: oh, of people thousands
1: of people easily easily i know my
0: way around a headset for sure yeah <laughs> that's yeah. for sure
1: yeah and this is like back in the days where like we even started with like the samsung the gear, gear vrs right oh, oh my god remember those yeah you literally put a phone inside a headset and then it always gets fucked Didn't up yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah it would always go black and then you would just You know, okay, what do we do now? (laughs) Yeah. Or you'd have someone sitting there. Oh, these were the worst. You'd have someone sitting there and you'd think they were, because they were looking around and, you know, experiencing something. And then like eight minutes later, they put their hand up and be like, it's just black. (laughs) Oh,
1: The early days. Although we did figure that out. We did fix these problems with our product with Expo that we launched earlier this year. Yeah. Where we can actually... Preview what people are looking at headsets. It's really yeah, the cool.
0: live preview is, is important. We learned that at 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 five hours when we had that kid.
1: Oh no, who was
0: watching at like a frame a second?
1: Oh no, I feel so <laughs> bad about this. but it's the funniest, probably the funniest thing. That's, that's probably ever happened. my
0: funniest VR story, like easily. And I want you who, to tell
1: it because it's kind of funny.
0: Anyone who works in VR will die at this. Like just because it's it's embarrassing and hilarious at the same time. Um, we were putting on an exhibition at a festival called Five R's. Can I say that?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. We can talk Um, about these festivals now. Okay, yeah. No NDAs.
0: Yeah, I think it was fine. Um, And it was public that we did that. Yeah. So anyway, um, we were putting on the festival and the VR portion of the festival anyway. And, you know, hundreds of people coming in daily, having experiences. We were still using gear VRs at the time, I think, because that's all we could get our hands on. And... They have so many issues, had so many issues. Overheating was definitely one of them. It was August and we were in a non-air conditioned building. So It it was really hot. Yeah. And we had, did we have a fridge or did we just have ice packs? I can't remember. But the deal was you would take your phone immediately after having experience, you'd take it out of the headset and put it in a cooling area, like with a fan running on it so that it would cool down. Um, sometimes though, when we got busy, we couldn't do that. We couldn't take them out every time. So we would just leave them in and hope to God that they would work well. Um, I was on one side cause they were split into booths and Josh was on the other side. There was a little pathway in between. So I could kind of peer in between, make sure everything was going well. And I had no one on my side. So I went over to Josh's side to kind of see what was happening. And like, Josh is just dying laughing. And I'm like, what happened? And he literally had to walk outside. Like, he had to take a break and go outside. And I followed him because I was like, what could have possibly happened? Well, turns out this kid was with his friend and they both wanted to do the same experience at the same time. At this time, we didn't have the synchronized thing function yet. We could just play them both at the same time. Right. Like, manually. So, Josh had put them in the experience, played both experiences. It was fine. One kid came out and the other kid hadn't come out yet. so he was like, okay, I guess maybe it's just like a little bit lagged or something. Okay. Two minutes later, three minutes later, the kid's still not out yet. And he's like, what's going on? So he taps the kid and takes the kid's headset off and the kid pulls his eyes out and is like, I don't feel so good. (laughs) And so Josh was like, what happened? And he put his head in the headset and it's like just chugging one <laughs> frame at a time
1: <laughs> one oh, frame per second my and god. vr folks will know this like That's to have a good vr experience nauseating. it should be like 60 frames per <laughs> second <laughs> at the minimum
2: oh my god
1: it was at one frame per second so like imagine reality imagine like you're looking around and like things moving one frame per second when you move your head it was brutal it was like watching f- oh god oh, felt well, so bad for the kid the
0: thing was i think josephine from university told me shout out to josephine if she's listening but um she told me once that smoking weed is a lot like the frame rate slowing down really or something or speeding up
1: i, can I can can't i can't remember she's like
0: she's like that's the best way i can explain it to you is that the frame rate slows down or something like that and so like you can imagine it's slowing down even more like to like one frame a second like Oh, it's uh, just nauseating to think about. It's
1: awful. But luckily, you know, technology has gotten better. So hope <laughs> no one's scared off from VR from this. Um,
0: no, it's just a funny story. He's fine.
1: The kid's fine. He got. He's like, yeah, we put him into didn't uh, want to do an Oculus one. Rift after, no. right? No, we did. We put did him he? in an Oculus Rift afterwards. Okay,
0: and he was fine. And
1: we redeemed it. Okay, like, hey, don't worry. This is going to be <laughs> awesome. Like, it's PC That was powered. just a bad one. We're sorry. Yeah. There's a lot of great stories. I think we can do a whole episode purely oh, on just that. VR I want this stories. to be like a good overarching one. Yeah, you know, something that's a little entertained. But for the VR fo- VR folks, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do we'll do one. It's it's awesome. And I did like it at the time, like doing these events and stuff. But I think moving they were forward, fun. They were a lot of fun. But I think moving we learned forward, a lot. Yeah, we, we did. learned a lot,
0: and we can go into that in like a VR episode. Yeah, because like putting like in, we did hot dogs and hot dogs. We put two thousand more than two thousand people through headsets. And like five hours, we put at least a thousand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like over time, we have put thousands of people through. Yeah, through demos
1: and events. Oh like my think God. about like even like and the Collision just, Festival.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Collision. Yeah. We put thousands of people through and we just, you, th- you forget about all those experiences. And like even just little demos that we did like yeah. at Ryerson and stuff. so many crazy yeah we can get into that another day
1: yeah and it's it's almost sad to see it kind of just completely die off at least for the event side this year but it's cool to see it rise with the oculus quest 2 at home it's It's sad to
0: see everything die off this year like i was talking about it with a friend yesterday i was like remember concerts (laughs) that was a thing (laughs) Yeah. yeah you remember when you could like see your favorite artist in person but you were like sandwiched with you know thousands of people you don't know and just squished in it didn't matter Oh, those were the days. Yeah,
1: music festivals. You were looking forward to a few good concerts this year, weren't uh, you?
0: I was looking forward. There were so many good concerts this year. This was going to be a great year for concerts. We had Harry Styles. We had 1975. Oh yeah, yeah. We were supposed to be at the 1975 show. Um, I don't know. I can't remember all the ones that I was looking forward to. Hmm. But Rage Against the Machine Machine was coming. Yeah, biggest one for me. Yeah, like there was a bunch of really good shows. I mean, two years ago we had a really good summer.
1: Oh, of yeah. Concerts, we and did. we didn't
0: go to all of them, but we went to a lot of good shows, and that was because they had like one of the stages in Toronto. Budweiser is it Budweiser? Yeah, Bud- yeah,
1: Budweiser stage.
0: Budweiser had like their big anniversary that year, and so they had everyone. They had like Billie Eilish, they had Lizzo, and like 1975 were that year too. And they had who, who did
1: Slipknot? <laughs> Not that <laughs> who you would did you okay. see. Who'd- I saw the Strokes. The that year. Strokes,
0: like they had yeah. every weekend was a good artist. And I regret so much not buying. They had like a every show pass. Basically yeah. you could have just gone to every show and Oh it was Arkell's like, that year too. Yeah. And you Jeez. could have and they had Arkells, like the members of Arkels had one of those passes. Oh yeah. So they were at the shows every weekend. And I was like, that's like the best seasons pass ever. Yeah. Just to go to a concert every weekend and there was great artists every weekend. It wasn't just like the band from a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Totally. So jealous. Yeah. What else do you kind of miss this year that you couldn't really do? Due to the COVID-19 oh, lockdowns.
0: I miss my friends. I didn't realize I miss my friends as much as I do until this week. Like, until we did a little Zoom call with some of our friends from university. And, like, that made me realize. Because I guess I just, like, it just hadn't happened. And I was just so, okay, this is just not happening. Whatever. We're not seeing people. No one's seeing people. Um, So I just was like, okay, it's fine. But then when I saw people, I was like, oh, my God. I really miss... Everyone, you know, um so that's a big one. I miss that a lot. I miss like almost just like going shopping at the grocery yeah, store
2: and <laughs> like malls. the mall, yeah. The malls, yeah. But th-
0: I think, and this is just so I guess cliche, and it's gonna sound so stupid, but I miss just normalcy. I miss just being able to just go outside and not think, do I have my mask? Do I have Purell? Like, <laughs> do I? Do I, is this trip outside actually necessary? You know what I mean? And that's something that I, no one anticipated, I don't think, having to think through, is this trip outside necessary?
1: Yeah. And I think like the other thing, you you talked about this a lot this year. It's like how you think, or how you thought about these things like years ago, is how people are just now starting Mm. to think about it. Like you were... I don't want to say germaphobe, but...
0: I definitely, like, <laughs> lean that way, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, you're constantly pure, you're constantly vigilant and, like, hey, like yeah. are we safe, are we washing our hands, are we... You know, yeah. people didn't really think about that stuff until this year, until yeah. they've been constantly reminded, and not like we were wearing masks. There's, like, an
0: imminent threat.
1: Yeah, it's not like yeah. we've been wearing masks like, no. until this year, but, like, yeah, like we we've always had P we've always been, you know, yeah. washing hands, being very safe.
0: Yeah, I think, like, the way some people are feeling about this at this point like the the hypervigilance that people feel now is much closer to what i would feel on like a base level on
1: a daily yeah,
0: yeah on like a regular like i i obviously never before would clean surfaces as much as i do now but i definitely thought about it i definitely was like more aware of people coughing around me prior to this and now everyone seems to be like oh my god someone's coughing yeah is that covid you know what yeah, i mean like totally you, know, you should bleep out covid because it's like a bad word these <laughs> days but like you know what i mean so everyone thinks that like everyone's at that level that i've kind of been at for my whole life
1: yeah and like you're the first person that i really knew of that like washed well both of our phones daily like, every, at oh, the yeah. end of the day you would always wash your phones like obviously now Not with soap
0: and water but yeah
1: with alcohol. with alcohol
0: yeah i clean my phone every day
1: yeah and why is that important
0: um i think because i just I think a lot about where I'm touching and knowing that I'm touching my face. Mm, Like I don't, when I think about knowing that I'm touching my face, I just like would rather everything be clean Cause I'm going to touch my face. Right. And then rather than have to worry about, okay, don't touch your face cause you touched your phone or something like that. And that's like, people don't think about that, but
1: yeah, like I'm stroking my beard <laughs> hardcore right now. My yeah. hands like always on my face. If you got a beard, like your hands, well, my hands, I
0: always touch, touch my face. face too, but like, yeah. I know that my hands are clean cause I wash them like a psychopath. And also because I clean the things that I'm touching. So like, but also the fact that you're putting your phone on your face a lot of the times, yeah. if you're making a call or something, it's going directly on your face. And I feel like it was like an experience that I had when I was in high school, that I saw a person in the bathroom put their phone on the floor.
1: Oh my God. Of the bathroom. Disgusting.
0: And I was, I was at the movie theater actually. I remember this so clearly because I was like, oh my God, the amount, the amount of stuff that is on that floor and you're gonna put your phone down on the floor and then pick it up put it on your face that's gross so from that moment on i was like i gotta clean my phone because realistically like it's probably not much cleaner you know what i mean yeah because like you're touching doorknobs and stuff and you've heard you touching dicks when you touch doorknobs so oh
1: yeah no one washed their hands no but it's good. So, i think it's good that you have that mindset because actually one of the things i mean i don't want to talk too much about vr but like bringing back into the event mm-hmm. space we were like one of the first people to use the clean box mm-hmm. and that's because i don't think i would have really cared but i think you were more of like yeah. hey we need to be more sanitary here yeah and now it's like a gold standard so maybe yeah you can we explain were really, what the clean box is yeah we
0: were really like well i was really <laughs> really, really aware of
1: people sharing headsets <laughs>
0: yeah i mean like okay i'm really aware of restaurants being clean right right because i'm going to a restaurant and i'm going to eat in your space which means i'm going to use utensils which i hate utensils that everyone else has used which i can only hope and i'm crossing my fingers that restaurants keep their stuff clean yeah right but also i thought about it when we were putting headsets from person to person and i was like Ugh, this is so gross yeah this is like you're putting something on someone's face and so from the beginning we were we were pretty there wasn't the clean box we didn't know of the clean box from the beginning this was like five years ago there wasn't a clean box, I don't think. Maybe there was, but it was in very small, I don't know, it was in his infancy as a company. So we used Lysol wipes, which then, I mean, it's not much better because Lysol wipes are probably not great for the face. Yeah,
1: so or I'm, the technology. Yeah, or the technology. The it
0: disintegrates everything. So when we started using baby wipes, but then baby wipes are like not good, they're not cleaning. So there was like all these iterations and then we found the clean box, which is like a box, literally that has UV lights and air. So it dries the inside of the headset for sweat. It happens, it's gross, and you just have to deal with it. And it uses the UV lights to kill the bacteria. So that's what we started using. We made it kind of part of our standard, basic standard, that you take a headset off a person and you put it in the clean box. You don't put it on another person until you put it in the clean box.
1: Yeah, and so. this is long before any kind of COVID or anything. Yeah. So it's just like daily just hygiene. Because of my, yeah. Just because
0: of me being a bit germy. Yeah. Germophobia, it's fine. <laughs> I used to bite my nails My nails as a kid and I think that maybe that, that's why.
1: Oh, yeah? Because
0: I'm like so super aware yeah. of like germs because I literally, I bit my nails until like high school. Maybe. Oh, yeah?
1: Does that feel nervous like nervousness? Or Possibly. Habit. Could have been a nervous tick it.
0: that turned into a habit. Mm. And, uh, once I realized how gross that was, mm. I think that I like complete. I went from one polar opposite to the other.
1: Oh. Maybe. So, okay. Maybe that was it. Maybe yeah. that's the impetus of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to get into talking about Longboy now because mm-hmm. um, as you mentioned, you know, the events industry kind of just like died overnight and we kind of had the option to either like try to bring everyone online and doing these film festivals in vr and doing it online and really going hard with controversy um i think by that point this year we are both kind of feeling a little burnt out from vr in general um it's a very very hard industry in general and then you know the film festival industry and those like arts and culture it's pretty difficult to kind of do so yeah we took a little bit of a break over the the summer we moved back into your parents, which helped us a lot, mm-hmm. To your parents' place, and that was awesome. I'm really thankful that they were so welcoming for yeah. us, and it gave us, like, the time to, like, think and, like, really think about what we want to do moving forward, because there's a huge time for introspection this year, you know? Like, you had so much more time to be at home and, like, alone with your yeah. thoughts and thinking about things.
0: We did, specifically. Yeah. You know, like, I think a lot of people still worked through the... Yeah. Like, at home. And well, I mean, probably, don't get me
1: wrong. We still worked. Like No, we did no. I things. mean, like, I think yeah. people,
0: like, kept their jobs and just yeah. did the same thing, but at home. Yes. And I think that those people, like, probably had less time to think, like, be introspective because, like, I heard, I've heard of a lot of people. I'm sure this is... I'm sure the inverse is true, but I've heard of a lot of people, my mom included, who work more hours now than oh, they yeah. did at work because they're starting earlier like the commute would take until nine like from eight till nine let's just say and then the commute home they would leave at five right or four thirty or five o'clock and now they can work directly from 8 a.m till 5 p.m which is like and past 5 p.m a lot of times because people are answering emails and stuff so I think we were really fortunate I guess depending on how you look at it to be able to be introspective and i'm choosing to look at it that way because we lost our form of income yeah right so it's very easy it could have been very easy for us to be very pessimistic about that and be very angry um and just be bitter but that really wouldn't serve us so the idea of just being i guess just seeing the positive in it and just saying okay like i get the time right now that i've always wanted yeah to to just think about where i'm at and reflect where where do i want to be in five years actually think about that instead of just being caught in like on the treadmill of running and trying to keep up you know so yeah it it, we never have we would never have had this kind of time if yeah and we never would have
1: started long boy no at all but here's the other thing i think the other thing that sparked it was right before the pandemic like what was it two (laughs) weeks before we got tino right oh my
0: god have you talked about tino i've talked
1: about tino yeah but like not in depth obviously i don't think anyone cares about him as much as you do or i do he's like (laughs) he's our child yeah he's our what do they call them fur babies he's our
0: fur baby yeah (laughs) he's our dog we got him on march 4th the whole world shut down march like 14th
1: so literally a
0: week and a half and in that week and a half that we had him he had giardia
1: oh it was horrible (laughs) the craziest thing that the, the craziest thing for me was the day of lockdown that friday everyone knows it's gonna i call it the march real, 11th the real black friday was
0: it march 11th no march 13th because it was it was friday the 13th it was friday
1: the 13th yeah. yes the night before that yeah was when we brought him to the hospital at fucking 4, 4 a.m so like that night
0: no that was the 10th was it the 10th? i remember because it was my mom's birthday my oh, mom's birthday is yes. the 11th so we would have brought him to the hospital March 11th at 4 a.m.
1: Yes. Because right. we were up
0: all night. I remember being. I think the off. whole week
1: just blended together for me. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it was such felt... a
0: disaster because all yeah. we were hearing about was COVID.
1: This is like as it's rising, you know, like just imagine this is like right before lockdown. So this is all you're hearing oh on God. the news. All like... we
0: were hearing about was COVID and this unknown virus and illness that was so scary. But Meanwhile, we didn't Tino know anything. shitting about. his brains yeah, out. And then we had this dog that we he was like, oh, my God vulgar terrible poop
1: spitting out of his butthole yeah
0: i don't know how graphic you want to get on here but it's bad it was bad anyway Smelt
1: smelled horrible
0: it was really bad and he was so sick he and was, he was yeah. three
1: pounds he was tiny he's like he a hamster he was so little yeah
0: and we were so i was so worried like i don't know if you were as worried but you were doing a great job at keeping calm <laughs> so <laughs> like because i i don't know if you knew because i was just a, f- a wreck i know a hot mess yeah. and so because i hadn't slept And anyway, so I was so worried about this puppy that was, like, in my care, 100%. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, this little thing so dependent on us, and he wouldn't eat, and he was just pooping, and then started getting sick. And so we brought him to the emerge at four in the morning, and you can imagine, it sounds like, it feels like your whole world is is collapsing, because, and that's so dramatic, but because we're only hearing about COVID, and we have this really sick dog.
1: And we're going into, like, hospitals, and not human hospitals, but, like. We I live to the vet as well. And we're yeah. like, wait, wait, wait. I don't think people were wearing masks at the, the time. time. No. But meanwhile, this one, like, shit's going off the rails. Things yeah. are starting to pop off. I
0: remember being so sad and sobbing, sobbing, sobbing my whole way. to the. We was, yeah. This was four in the morning, sobbing <laughs> to the vet hospital. And then we had him in his crate. And she was like, what seems to be the problem? And I'm just sobbing. And I just handed the crate to her. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay, we'll look after him
1: it's so funny it was a mess i mean yeah you can look back on it and it's, it's funny but at the time it definitely was like sort of scary it was
0: scary he was little <laughs>
1: anyway so what it was is giardia which is like a parasite it's a right? parasite. So well he
0: had two parasites he had, he had, had giardia parasites. and coccidia which if you want to look into those whatever do what you like
1: but they can be transferred to humans so that was our other issue we're like
0: yeah giardia yeah. can coccidia yeah. can't but okay. giardia definitely is i think it's what zoonotic i think that's what it's called oh, okay and it means it can come to people. Anyway, so that's um, when we got our dog.
1: Yeah, and then, like, I think what was really good was we got him at, like, the perfect time. Like, I don't even think, like, I didn't think we were going to get him, to be honest, because remember, we were supposed to get a different dog, and I was like, I don't yeah. know if it's the right time. Yeah. And then Tino just happened to be, like, the last dog of his litter, and the mm-hmm. the breeder wanted to keep him for herself so yeah. she could show him. I mean, he's a beautiful dog. Let's not, he let's be so real handsome. here. handsome. He's a handsome little guy. And, um so we did end up getting him and I was like, okay, this is great. You know, the world's like kind of normal. I'm like, Hey, we're going to be working. We're going to be going to our office and like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
0: We'll just take him with us. We brought him to the
1: office and then like the world shut down. And like, you kind of mentioned this before. I don't know if you talked about on the podcast just now, but you're just saying how like, imagine your worst nightmare and that's what happened because like, you're hyper vigilant oh, before all my this god then all this came up and you're super anxious
0: yeah i was anxious about being outside i was anxious about being inside like it was a whole mess yeah yeah it was, it was crazy especially
1: the first like when we didn't really know much about it right yeah but i think so what i want to get at here is like tino really helped you through all this because you had Something. Something to like really focus your attention on. Cause again, like mm-hmm. we weren't working. We weren't, we couldn't do any events, any live events with mm-hmm. VR, with controversy. And
0: everything was super uncertain. Like we yeah. didn't know how long this was going to last. We didn't know anything about anything. So we were just not working, trying to figure out what we were going to do. Are we going to do, are we going to like be able to do events virtually? Like how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this work? how are we still going to make money because now we have, you know, bills to pay and things Mm -hmm. to do and like, what's going to happen. And so without Tino, I think I would have spent a lot of time mulling over what's going to happen and being anxious and just being like, okay, like now we have to do this. And maybe what about this? And I, when I get anxious like that, I get frozen and I can't do anything. So I think that, Having, I know that having Tino helped me out with, with everything because I was able to just focus on training him.
1: Yeah, I know. And, you know, hats off to you for doing that. Like, I, I I'll say that I definitely helped out, but you were definitely the main person that trained him. He did a great job. Like he's a really well-behaved little wiener dog.
0: He's a pretty good dog. He's great. But it's because we had the time and it's because I needed that to do, like I needed to do that because it was just like, that was it. You know what I mean? And it was something that totally let me, like, I scheduled my whole life around him. Yeah. For, like, those first, like, few months. Yeah. That it was. And I was, like, so exhausted and tired over this dog and too exhausted and tired to, like, think about COVID, which is great.
1: And that's exactly what you needed. Yeah. Came perfectly at the right time for you.
0: He did. Honestly, it worked out.
1: Yeah. And then, like, the other thing that came, so I'm going to try to, like, weave the story in. Because then the next thing that happened with that was like, okay, we're in lockdown, you're not really seeing friends, like, communities kind of sparse. So luckily, again, we were at your parents, so we had, like, the four of us plus mm-hmm. two dogs, so it was like a pretty yeah. full house, and, you know, we had each other at least, but yeah. we had enough space to kind of go and do our own thing, but... You know, having community and just seeing friends was kind of an issue. We were so used to being in the, this co-working space. And
0: yeah, seeing hanging people all the time. All the
1: time, hanging out with other entrepreneurs, other business owners. Yeah. Um, we had a whole team of like dozens of people at that yeah, time. Remember? Like, January. Yeah, exactly. We had like we had like a dozen people on our team. So we we're constantly chatting with people and doing video calls and then suddenly just cut off. It was like just yeah. boom, done. And then right around that time, you started posting on Instagram. You created an Instagram for Tino. Yeah. And then you found this whole other community yeah. of like dachshund owners and lovers. So I kind of want you to kind of maybe explain that to some people listening and, you know, just this whole underground community <laughs> that have evolved around people's dogs and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like I'd never really have thought about that until you started posting and seeing this whole community kind of form.
0: Yeah. Um, Tino. So Tino has Instagram and it's um, Tino the teeny Weenie.
1: Tino, Tino underscore. underscore.
0: the teeny weeny. And he, basically, I started just posting pictures every day. I made that, like, my micro goal of something that I could do every single day was take a nice picture of him and post it. Um, I also thought it was great because then I could, like, look back at pictures of him when he was a baby and, like, see them through. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: yes, you do go on his Instagram and scroll to the bottom. All the time. All the time.
0: All the time. Because <laughs> he was just so cute. Anyway, um, so... I thought it was a good way to like journal his growth. And also I could keep track of his um, training and things like that through stories. So that was why I did. That's why I did the, the Instagram and slowly started seeing actually, actually I think I started seeing one dachshund on Instagram before we got Tino and that was Maya. Oh yes. Maya the docs. Maya the docs is very famous on Instagram. So she's very cool. But um, I, I noticed that there was one other dachshund at least with Instagram and she had tons of followers. So we started looking at it and I started seeing other little dachshund accounts pop up, started following, um, other dachshunds cause they made me happy, <laughs> literally just cause they made me happy to see them. And also it made it really, uh, reassuring cause I've heard, and I feel like I know this now, but dachshunds are very hard dogs to train. They are very challenging, stubborn. Stubborn little dogs. But when I started meeting or virtually meeting these other docs and owners, it made for a really safe and nice place to ask questions. You know, how's your crate training going? My dog screams every night. You know what I mean? Because that was what we were going through. And it was so stressful. So finding other people and other people saying, yeah, this is exactly what happened to me too. It gets better. People that were able to relate directly with the exact problems that i was having or the exact issues that i was having or the questions that i had made it really nice so we started communicating with lots of dog owners docs and owners specifically became good friends with a lot of them and i just noticed the community grow and grow and grow and grow and it's like there are a lot of dogs on instagram yeah and not like breed just
1: specific too. yeah
0: not just wiener dogs although wiener dogs have a huge community on Instagram corgis have a big community on instagram french bulldogs doodles there's a big doodle community on instagram so like i'm i mean i'm friends with a lot of other breed owners as well and it's been nice to be like what are you feeding your dog and and learn through them because you're learning through real people instead of just learning through google right and you're seeing more than you would see if you didn't ask some
1: questions yeah things like that
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah, it's crazy like to see how big the community is and how many dogs are on Instagram. And obviously, the dogs aren't posting, so it's like humans. They're humans yeah. are doing it for them. <laughs> but no, it, there was also one other dog, or well, Dachshund that we met first. There's Lenny, right? And he has oh, Instagram yeah. too. yeah, And he was the inspiration to get Tino, right? He's yes, the reason why. A hundred percent. I was
0: hell bent against getting a a Dachshund because I'm allergic to dogs. I had an allergy test done to, like, confirm this because I was so sure that I was allergic to dogs, shedding dogs. My family has a, a poodle mix, so I was fine. And Josh's family has a poodle mix, so we were always fine around our dogs. But Dachshunds shed, so um, I was sure that I couldn't have one. And then I went to do something with my dad. He dropped me off back home, and there was a dog, a little wiener dog, in the courtyard of our apartment building. And that was Lenny. and he was really cute and he stopped and he wouldn't leave. And his mom was like, he won't let me leave until he says hi to you. And so I was like, okay, okay, I'll say hi. So I went over and said hi. And we re- we just got to talking and it turns out she lives in the same building as we do. And so we ended up walking in together and she was like, or I said, my, my boyfriend really wants to get a wiener dog, but I can't cause I'm allergic. And she said, oh, I'm allergic too, but it's fine. And I was like, it's fine. What are you talking about? She's like, Yeah, the long haired ones don't shed very much and they don't really put much dander out. And I was like, What? So I fell in love with Lenny like immediately. And I said, Can you send me the name of the breeder? And she was like, For sure, no problem. And um, so I sent her my Instagram and everything. And then I walked up to the apartment and I literally walked in. I was like, We're getting a wiener dog right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we almost decided to get the other one. And then eventually uh through my uncle who knows this very good breeder that we got tino from that's how we ended up getting tino but lenny a hundred percent
1: was the reason was the
0: like catalyst like that was the moment when i was like this is what we're doing i also just really wanted a friend
1: oh yeah like
0: desperately (laughs) i was desperate to get a puppy
1: Oh yeah, and you
0: were really like no we're getting a we have to get a wiener dog if we're getting a dog we're getting a wiener yeah
1: dog. i was adamant on it i yeah. was like i'm like i'm not getting no goddamn poodle mix no no more doodles no more crusty white dogs no way <laughs> oh my god i'm like if i'm getting a dog it's a wiener dog and that's it that yeah. or nothing i just kept saying wiener dog or bust. nothing like, yeah i've been obsessed with these breeds for years for so, years
0: yeah. and it's been since we started dating that like i remember him meeting wren Oh, yes. And this was at where you, when you used to work at Ryerson, you met Ren and you were like, I need a wiener. Like, I remember when this happened.
2: Really? Very clearly.
0: Yeah. You're like, I need a wiener dog. And then uh, I was like, no, I don't like wiener dogs. This was five years ago. And I'm admitting this and I'm outing myself that I said, no, I don't like wiener dogs. I do remember that. Yeah. My preference is for long haired dogs. So whether that's a doodle or a long haired dachshund or a long haired retriever, things like that. I love those types of dogs because I like to like I, I just like to cuddle with them. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? They're way um, more
1: cuddly for sure. Yeah,
0: and I think that short-haired like dogs are really, really cute as well. Yes. And now that I've seen more short-haired Dachshunds, like I'm in love with them too. But um, for petting and for cuddling and also for shedding, um, the long-haired dogs are just my Agreed. favorites. Yeah,
1: Tino is the best cuddler for sure. He's
0: the best cuddler, oh, by far. Anyway, so I was like, "No, we're not getting a dachshund. son." I also didn't know that the long hair variety existed.
1: So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah
0: we we didn't know about that. Yeah, well,
1: Maya, Maya the dog, Ma- until
0: Maya, yeah, yeah. and then, um, yeah, and Lenny, so, you're
1: like, okay, I can see how cute they are, and yeah, it's been years shed. of
0: Josh saying we're getting a wiener dog, and years of me genuinely thinking in my head that that's never going to happen, and he's just going to agree to a Cavapoo or like a a poodle mix. Um, and he'll be fine with it.
1: I was not going to be fine with nope. that ever. Nope. And I'm glad we did get uh, Tino specifically, but any kind of long haired Daxon. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, they're great. There's such a unique br- uh, breed of dogs. Like, I yeah. don't like just their whole personality obviously the way they walk and waddle oh, is so, so cute. funny like i mean the closest thing is obviously like a corgi but there's yeah. nothing that has the short legs and the long body like it's, <laughs> you just think about it and just laugh like you're not really laughing at them in like a haha way you're laughing like oh my god it's so cute and so funny like,
0: every time we go for a walk anywhere doesn't matter if it's around the neighborhood doesn't matter if it's like a hike like in the wilderness anytime anyone especially kids see tino they're like, oh, my God, a wiener dog. So cute. Like, yes. Like Everyone they're laughing Tino. and giggling and pointing because he's just the cutest thing you've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Like There's definitely been times where we walked him in the city and I've seen people who like look sad. They're looking at the ground. Yeah. And they just have a frown on. And then they look up and they see Tino and a huge smile comes yeah. across their face. And they just like they look back at happening. him and yeah. they just stare at him. And like this happened to me, like before we got him, when yeah. I would see them, I would just like stare at them like, oh, my God, they're amazing. I want to pet poots. it. They're so cute. Yeah. Um, so that was a kind of a, one of the catalysts for long boy. It's like, Hey, I love this breed. Mm-hmm. How can we give that joy to everyone? Right. It's like, how yeah. can like, we can, how can we share that? Cause yeah, sure. We can walk Tino around the world, but how can you scale <laughs> that and show people that they're awesome. So that was one of the reasons for long boy.
0: Yeah. And also just being so obsessed,
1: being very obsessed.
0: Yes. Like we got so obsessed and I'm still so obsessed with dachshunds as a general breed. I love seeing them. I love seeing pictures of them. Like, they're the cutest things in the world, I swear. Because they look like a full-grown dog, but shrunk. Yeah. It's like, honey, I shrunk the dog.
1: Yeah, they're so... They're, they're so, so
0: cute. So, we, when Josh came out with the logo, when we talked about it at the beginning, we were like, yeah, that'd be perfect. And and I don't remember when you came up with the name Longboy.
1: I think it's one day I remember, because Tino likes to do this thing where he slides down ramps. <laughs> Uh, we got to get a photo of that or a video of that i have on, it, on but Instagram. i have so many yeah. photos
0: yeah too so many
1: apparently this is a dachshund thing like they just do it like what they do is like <laughs> we have ramps for them because they're so little they can't jump on and off couches yeah. like most dogs can because it'll hurt their back so you get a little ramp for them and they they run up and down it but apparently they love to like slide down it like literally like, like face first think of like <laughs> out of you're into yoga but doing an upward dog the le- little back legs just dangling and then he just like like just drags himself down <laughs> the ramp <laughs> down he the ramp. it's and so i'm like oh he's such a long boy like i don't know why i just like, yeah, randomly long boy. i'm like it's a long boy but like boi like how you would think like long boy. boy, yeah yeah it's so, okay this would be a great great name for like a brand i don't even know how this was the pre, conversation this was
0: pre us losing business with controversy was it yeah we were still having conversations with film festivals to have the film festivals virtually okay so this was yeah this was definitely pre that but and it
1: was months in the inception oh, before yeah. we even decided oh, oh my to God, do anything yeah. yeah
0: so this was like probably in march when we first said that and that was because we started seeing him slide down the ramp at my parents house and so josh said long boy and i was like oh yeah that'd be hilarious if we could ever come up with a brand like that yeah without ever thinking we would ever come out with a brand called long boy Yeah. so when that I think we we let it kind of percolate. You know what I mean? You put it in your brain and you plant the seed. And then a month later, we're still like, oh, I long designs,
1: And I created designs. But yeah. it looks nothing like how it does no. now. But it was just random designs. Yeah.
0: So you you made designs and you sent them. And we were both like, yeah, these are great. But they're not quite what we want. Yeah. And then eventually he came out with a design that was like phenomenally perfect. Yeah, it's Like perfect. literally perfect. And um, so that's how eventually we were like wait th- when i remember the day that you were making designs and i was like oh my god this is actually happening yeah this is actually like we're it actually like a
1: fun thing to do right yeah. like for yeah. me as a designer i'm like hey like this is a great little it's idea it's It's good exercise it's something totally different than what i've done before yeah. like i never really designed clothing or like a clothing brand it's always been tech right mm-hmm. like ever since i don't know let's call it even like 2012 yeah even. It's, it's always been tech like either video games or like tech companies social media." Um VR and that's there's a very different aesthetic than what you would design. Totally, a Daxon totally breeds specific uh, clothing brand, but it's just something that we can build a little community around. I think like I don't know about you, but I know our plan has always been to eventually make Daxon clothing. Like yeah, the first couple the weeks goal that we launched, to make the, yeah, is to
0: make dog clothes.
1: That's the goal for sure. Yeah. But it's funny because like when we first launched, people thought that it, it was, was for dogs. dogs. Yeah, like people are commenting like, oh, I know people with this dog breed. Yeah. Like no, it's clothing for For humans
0: yeah so that's how we had that's what we had to we literally like we didn't have a slogan at the time and we i was trying to think of good slogans and then eventually like it just came out clothing for humans inspired by weenies because we had to just explain that it was for people but who love wiener dogs you know what i mean like you don't have to own one you don't have to like have had one in the past you can just love them and wear this clothing and like it's not it's just it's not anything specific. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't. It's not. Not that they're cheesy, but just like it's not those brands that are like, wiener dog mom or things like yeah, that. Yeah, very. You know specific, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like that specific in that sense. Where I maybe we'll do that in the future, but like I think it'd be really funny to have some shirts that say stuff like that.
1: Well, we do have dog mom and dog dad. Yeah, but, that's, but that's it's very for open. everyone. It's very
0: open. Yeah, to have dogs. Yeah, but it's like, wiener dog parents and people that love wiener dogs specifically just really appreciate the design because it is a wiener dog as a yeah. logo so i mean it makes a lot of sense but also my parents well my parents love a wiener dog but now <laughs> yeah yeah i'm trying to think of people that like don't have i mean
1: well i told you i had that friend the first week that we launched uh tracy and she's in yeah Montreal. she has a cat she has a cat she does not care about dogs at yeah. all she saw it and she's like oh my god this is amazing it yeah. just looks like it's such a classic logo and i'm like Boom, you get it? This is exactly where I was thinking exactly. long term. Yeah. We're like, yeah, for now, like we're gonna market and if we're gonna do paid ads, it's gonna go towards people who specifically like the breed because we know it's gonna convert. But the idea is it's sort of like a roots type of. Yeah, brand exactly. That we like talked I don't about. care about
0: beavers. So we this is what we always said. It's like, yeah. I don't care about beavers or eagles or anything else that i've seen or a moose which is abercrombie and fitch right yeah i have no affiliation with any of those animals but like i still like the clothes because it's a cool or alligators but yeah like lacoste you know what i mean
1: it just it stands for something like outside of what it originally was exactly like it would be weird to see lacoste just being Alligator lovers, like lacoste isn't just for people who love alligators.
0: Just crocodile Dundee.
1: People in Florida love that's it. love <laughs> it. That's it. You can only sell to people in Florida. So I think that's what people Yeah. um can take away from this conversation too. It's like you know, we started it with a specific niche, specific brand, but we definitely want to expand it. Yeah. And we will have dog clothes. Yeah. And maybe it won't even be breed specific dog clothes. It can eventually be I think
0: it'll probably be breed specific at, so? at the beginning. Breed specific yeah. because of being a dog a dachshund owner and knowing how challenging it is to find shirts for my dog that aren't crop tops right
1: because Because they're they're very specific (laughs) yeah they're very specific shape so it'd be like maybe dachshunds and corgis right because
0: or like what we could do there's a few brands that do this is they make their clothes for breeds that are specific so Mm. like if there is a long-bodied breed like a corgi or dachshund then they have sizes for them And then they also have general sizes for like the average shaped dog, because most dogs are fairly similar shaped.
1: Yeah, because there's other things like when you think about like a long boy, I'm like this is like in like the length ways. But then there's also long boys that are super tall, like what are those? The whippets and oh yeah, greyhounds. Greyhounds,
0: yeah, greyhounds. They're long long boys. boys. Yeah, they're technically. They're very long.
1: Yeah, yeah. So So, who knows where this thing could go? But obviously we're focused. And cats, people
0: call cats long boys, really, because they stretch out all the way. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact
1: yeah and then when we do dog clothes we can have matching and what i think oh, we, we thought die. about this a long time ago We're yeah. like have it matching and then we saw david dobrik
0: post, matching with hazel uh honey hazel, honeydew honeydew the dachshund oh,
1: yeah I I know. i'll post it in the description you guys can see it but oh yeah he God, did I like a photo shoot so with the dachshund yeah and they were of, both famous tiktokers uh,
0: of david holding honeydew because i'm i really love honeydew
1: oh yeah she's the cutest dachshund yeah. not including tina is it I guess we can probably post that on the Longboy Instagram. Tag them. As long as we yeah, affiliate credit. them. Yeah, Yeah, and then we'll just lo- link Longboy. You can check it on the Longboy yeah. Instagram. We'll post. It's cool. So yeah, no, that was basically a story of Longboy, how we got, ne- got to now. Um, what is your focus on the business coming into 2021?
0: My focus of the business is mainly just better understanding organic traffic generation and conversions. Because I did some training on Facebook ads and things like that. And now I have a decent understanding, not a great understanding of Facebook ads, obviously that takes time and takes experimenting, but I really want to get into the nitty gritty of, I want to generate that community with Longboy. Um, so that would look like, you know, maybe getting more influencers involved, getting more pictures of people wearing long boy in the world because we've had a lot of orders come in for different parts of the world that people we don't know and i would love to see them wear it and just start like tagging like i don't know i have to learn more about that but that's that's a big part of where i'm where i'm looking to learn
1: well it's good because i think like every business unless you're like an expert already in it but that's highly unlikely it's a good learning experience yeah. right like Everything we did did with Controverse was a great learning experience. There's definitely things that we could take from that business into what we're doing with Long yeah. way now, but there's obviously very specific stuff. Like we weren't doing Facebook ads, no. we weren't doing like community engagement. So obviously we're learning things along it's the way, a which is great. It's a different type of business totally for sure. Yeah.
0: But it's like really interesting. It's just a yeah. cool like Like I remember there was a point in I think when I was in grade 7 or 8, which must have been 2007 or 2008. 2000 or eight mm, no
1: 2000 or eight
0: <laughs> 2008 or 2007 and it was when it was like tna was like kind of becoming a real thing
1: oh i remember that and
0: everyone wore those tank tops yeah and you'd pull the tank top down below like your butt so that you yeah. could see the logo yeah so like that was a cool little culty community which i'm not saying i'm trying to create a cult but
1: the cult of ween that's the cult of
0: Ween, yeah, that's but, our new
1: podcast, Cult of Ween. Oh my god!
0: But yeah, <laughs> but I think that was like a really that was a really interesting little movement. There were all these like I think back and I start every time I think about it, I think of another one that was when we were young. You know, the Live Strong bracelet was another yeah. one. Remember that? Like building these movies. All of a sudden, there it. everyone was wearing a Live Strong bracelet, and no one knew why. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, people. Uh, I guess when you're younger, Not you don't really. really know. Yeah. Like
0: you just wanted a Live Strong bracelet, and I remember there were little moments too, like those live strong bracelets triggered another fad of having those little rubber bracelets with stuff that you wanted written on them. Right. Yeah, there's a huge, we used to have one that my friend made called, it said gym girls rule and any girls that did gymnastics would wear them. So those were really cool. And then I remember like silly bands are another thing, like just these little like trends that came out. Um, Uggs was a huge Mm -hmm. one. Like if you didn't have Uggs, it was like a, like a thing, you know what I mean? Uggs or emus or whatever those, like, you know? So those little trends that you pick up from when you were growing up, I kind of want to have that kind of
1: a wave have a wave but i don't want it to just be one wave i want it to be like a nice no but like growth. look it up. yeah yeah that's true
0: you know and look at tna doesn't matter yeah. it was a huge wave but like we still wear it like i still shop at tna that's very true not as much i mean I yeah i definitely but.
1: remember being in like grade school and like everyone like you have to have some sort of bird on your yeah. chest yeah you know? yeah like hollister hollister or american eagle yeah. or something like that
0: 100
1: right and you don't really even as a kid you don't really care about the the meaning behind it you just knew that everyone else was wearing it and you You had to wear it yeah yeah so i think the influencer marketing will definitely be big right because when you see like famous people wearing like oh what are they wearing that's kind of cool because you want to like i mean a lot of those people are going to want to do their own clothing brand obviously like i just went through this youtube rabbit hole last weekend and it was all about like the top 10 highest paid youtubers oh yeah and like 80 percent across the board 80 percent of their income or their profit was from merch, yeah. exactly So Every people YouTuber like want to wear them, a merch, man. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So this is kind of different, where it's like a brand yeah. going on to the people, but I think that's good because like, I think influencer marketing works really well that way. Yeah,
0: I think so too. And it's very basic. It's not like a in your face. Like I mean, unless you get the big logo, but yes, that we yeah. have options that are smaller, more discreet. Um, which I think are really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, I know one of my like quote unquote new year's resolutions is going to be creating more like YouTube content and more nice. like, video content. So we talked about this before where like, I'm just going to wear a long boy shirt in all every single time. video. Yeah. Cause that's just going to be sort of like re- that's kind representative. Of what I'm
0: going to be wearing all year anyway. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, we love the designs that we're putting out. Oh yeah. Like I'm only not wearing them right now because I'm wearing Christmas sweaters. Like that's my <laughs> rule for myself for December. I wear Christmas sweaters. That's just what I do. But, Anytime time before this, I've been wearing Long Boy t-shirts, hoodies, sweaters. I you have just enough. Got a new one. I have <laughs> enough. Yeah, I just got a new one. I have enough that lasts me a week. So I literally always am wearing Long Boy. Yeah, and it's because I love it. Like I think they're so cool.
1: Yeah, same. I think it's a really cool brand, and like I think that's why like we obviously built it and designed it in a way like hey would we wear this like and yes like a we're probably are, we're probably
0: are wearing it like yeah
1: like we're our biggest fans in that sense like i love wearing the clothing oh it's, i have placed yeah. the most orders yeah
0: <laughs> in my own store a hundred percent yeah and that's not bragging that's like me or that's not me being like i need to fund my own thing no like i actually just want every item that we have yeah i want at least one of everything you know what i mean yeah because i love them
1: yeah it's, it's cool clothing it's like very just classic like we said like yeah. it doesn't like, you know, when you think like Nike, you think like an athlete and there's some people who like might not wear Nike because they don't, they don't really identify, um, identify as yeah. a, that's, that's exactly it. Like with clothing, it's a very specific type Lululemon of... Lululemon too, right? Yeah, Lululemon. Like yeah. people
0: are scared off of... And I sa- I used to say this about VR. This is really interesting. I used to say this about VR, but also like when you think Lululemon, I think yoga.
1: Yes. Right?
0: Because it's made for yoga. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, that's how it was... was Created and I mean they have clothes for like tennis and other sports now, but
1: it's a yoga brand. It's yoga a yoga
0: brand, brand. Yeah. yeah. So when I think that, I think yoga, and I'm not particularly scared off of Lululemon because I'm not a yogi, right? But I'm sure there are people that are like, no, I, I don't fit this brand because I don't Identify do that with that, right? Yeah. Um, and then I used to think of that with VR too. Like VR is very technical, mm. and our goal with controversy was always to make it less scary for the yeah. average consumer. You know, you could just pick up a headset and feel comfortable using it. You know what I mean? To as much as you can. Like, I mean, there was a point when we couldn't figure out cell phones either. So there's always that bit of a learning curve, but making it less scary and more attainable for the average person instead of being so far removed that they're like, no, I don't fit. I just automatically discredit myself from that because I don't do that. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, so, that yeah. is very true. I mean, it's different with clothing in a certain sense, because like. If you're going to build a brand around it, there's going to be a, a, a st- an aesthetic with it. hundred percent. But again, like what what I just kind of alluded to was we tried to like get rid of any other than like the dog, unless you yeah. like you love the dog, it could just be a really good brand. It's just a very like classic, like yeah. just like we said, clothing for humans. Like uh, Roots was definitely a really big inspiration for Yeah, it, huge. But it's still very Canadiana, right? Like when yeah. you think of like Roots, you're thinking Canada. Do
0: they even sell Roots in the US? I'm not even sure.
1: I think they sell it. And especially okay. with e-commerce nowadays. Well, yeah, you right? can
0: order it. I'm sure you can order it to the US. But
1: not a lot of people know. If, okay, people in England are not going to know what the fuck That's Roots true. is. That's right? true. That's true. So I mean, it's not maybe really they global do, Maybe they brand. do, but it's
0: not like, it's not to the point of where it is. Here you say Roots and everyone knows what Roots is. Same with Hudson's Bay. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. When I remember, I don't know if there are Roots stores in the US. I haven't been to the US in like 2 years.
1: Right. But so your your cousins from Boston My said cousins said they used don't. to buy
0: I don't think they No, cuz they would come here and we would buy them Roots hoodies. Yeah. Like I remember so clearly being like, "Oh, you're coming to Toronto, you need to get a Roots hoodie." Yeah. You know what I mean? So I remember doing that and I remember it being like, oh, cool. What are these? Like, these are different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, I think there were brands that I couldn't buy here in Canada because obviously like.
1: A lot of skateboard brands. North Face. Oh, North Face. North Face. Face yes. I couldn't
0: buy in Toronto, in Canada for a long time. What
1: about Patagonia? Was that a, another thing? I
0: don't know. I think they had, they definitely have a Canadian a yes. Toronto store now.
1: Huge. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not sure when they came here. But I remember going to Boston and wanting to get a North Face jacket because I couldn't get one
1: oh, in Canada. Interesting.
0: I mean, that happens way more for Canadians than it does for people in America.
1: Yeah. And that's changed now with e-commerce, right? So like we, oh it's funny because we launched this like, you know, at the peak, peak Shopify. Like if you look at Shopify stock, you can probably yeah. look at like when there's trading at like the highest. That's like when we started this, which is another sh- shout out to Shopify for being another <laughs> for great Canadian, platform yeah. ever. and a Canadian company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's like you know with e-commerce and online it's never been easier like imagine this imagine if we wanted to launch Longboy even five years ago 10 years ago even
0: two years even ago, even
1: two years ago like yeah. without shopify first of all like that's it would have been very impossible because you'd have to like make manuf- a whole website make a whole website yourself just for the online for- yeah
0: forget about the actual forget product
1: yeah forget about like the just product.
0: the just the platform Yeah, you have to build a site that accepted like credit cards all major credit cards and like handled all of that not to mention all the
1: apps and analytics that we have it's ridiculous like it's like oh my god it's crazy and then on the product side too just so we're transparent like we started this because we're obviously just testing it out to see what we can do we're doing it with print on demand which is like i'm so thankful that that exists and there's company like printful and printify that exists so yeah anyone listening to this if you're interested in doing some kind of clothing brand i highly recommend checking those out it's such a good way i'm not saying it's easy but like it's simple to it's set definitely up definitely
0: hard it's in hard. its own way yeah it's hard in it's it's like logistical way yeah um but it's, it's easier than us and, having to... and, but it, when if you don't have a like a hundred thousand dollars capital yes. to invest into stock or like stock as in yeah. like your own stock of product um it won't you can't do it and then even if you do have all that money you have to be prepared that it, you might burn
1: it you
0: yeah. know what i mean you, like yeah
1: imagine like manufacturing like a thousand hoodies and then selling one you're like oh fuck what do i do yeah. with 999 hoodies exactly this is getting thrown out going right. to the salvation so then, army what, yeah, right yeah, exactly. and then you're dealing
0: with shipping and then all of that oh, stuff so shipping, it's just yeah. like it's a nightmare it's a nightmare and so like I especially said,
1: just getting started
0: print on demand has its own frustrations and and things but if you're like Trying to start lean, it's a great place to start. Yeah,
1: it's lean, but it's also leverage, right? I love talking about leverage in entrepreneurship because it's like, okay, imagine this: all you have to do is come up with the design. Yeah, you can upload it to this website, like with any kind of like software. Yeah,
0: or any like if you upload (laughs) your profile picture, you can do this. Yeah, you upload
1: your photo. So obviously, you have to have a good design shop. So thank God, I've been a designer for a very long time. (laughs)
0: Very lucky about that.
1: Otherwise, you're gonna hire a designer or whatever. So let's just imagine you hire a designer to do something great for your brand you can upload it and then now you can place that on a bunch of different products get a great mock-ups they look super realistic like hats off to printful Printful, for doing that and then you connect it to shopify so now anytime someone buys the item they then print it on demand they just hey we have the design file here's the shirt here's the color here's the size we're going to print it for them we're going to put our long boy logo on it they're going to package up for us and they're going to ship it off for us so we have this whole warehouse full yeah. of people doing all the fulfillment for us on demand to test these products mm-hmm. before we even have to go and, you know, design and manufacture print, yeah, and print all these things ourselves. And house them
0: ourselves. Like,
1: like eventually we will do that. like but, but what we're getting at is like the first couple months, the first year of testing, you have to do well, this. And if you
0: want to test a new product, like yeah, let's like, just well, say I think we to we'll test a new hoodie yeah and we're not sure if it's going to flop or if it's going to do really well, well, it kind of makes sense that we are able to, make make them on demand instead of make a thousand and sell twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then be like, oh crap, that was a flop. Wouldn't it have been better to have not made any units and sell twenty? and not have lost anything. Yeah. And no about, waste.
1: And the waste reduction I was yeah, going to bring into. Yeah. Like when you think of like an H&M or a Zara, oh, like it's God. so wasteful. Like it's so much, so much of it's getting burned and oh, thrown away. It's
0: horrible. Like
1: the, the fashion industry and like the apparel fast industry. Fast fashion is. Fast fashion is.
0: We're working bad. really hard to get out of fast fashion. Yes. I mean, it's hard because obviously where we're at right now in terms of capital, but like, that's a goal for us, for me, especially in the future. Um, to be doing sustainable production, like production where people are getting paid what they should be getting paid. There's very little waste in terms of fabric and everything. So that's a huge part of it for me.
1: Yeah. And like the other thing, um, I guess we didn't really mention this, like last year, was it last year? Like two years ago, when started sewing, like you really took oh, yeah. up sewing a year ago. Yeah. It, it, like you've
0: a year and a bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. What you've created, like just within the first year of like learning how to sew, like you've mm-hmm. sewn, clothing for yourself for myself like you've literally created like button-up shirts for me that look like i bought it from like a high-end fashion store Mm -hmm. like it looks amazing (laughs) and your dresses are awesome so obviously like there's these little things that kind of build up over time Mm -hmm. as to why we're doing this like it makes sense that we're doing that and you've always been in the fashion
0: yeah i mean i love sewing so much and it's a new love that i just found and i was like good at it right off the bat and i do well with things that i'm good at right off the bat so i i take them like full force um but i learned quick with sewing and because i because i've sewn garments and like shirts for you and pants for myself like i've made jeans for myself at this point and like it's very hard so that pair of jeans should cost a lot of money yeah you know what i mean if it was made like even these jeans like i'm just pointing at josh's jeans right now these jeans took a long time to make you know what I mean?
1: Are they? I mean, these are from H and M. Are they hand sewn when it comes to those? things? I mean, this I'm sure machine. they aren't completely
0: hand sewn, but
1: like I don't know how was automated it is. someone there. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I don't know how H and M does their productions, but like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Sewing is a lot of work. You know what I mean? And I know that they've like, they they've made systems and things that that allow it to be faster than just me. Yeah. But like just me sewing a pair of pants takes days, you know. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, it's not fifteen dollars. No way. Yeah. Like if I was gonna make a pair of pants and someone was gonna buy it for me, just the fabric costs more than a lot of times. Like denim yeah. fabric costs more than than a good denim is like eighty bucks.
1: Yeah, because that's like for like a one off thing. I guess like when it gets into scaled yeah. production, then yeah, I guess if you're making ten thousand, yeah, it, it can shave a little bit, jeans. but it can't shave
0: that much. Is what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Like that's why there's on products that are more um hand done or carefully done or ethically done or all these things and the people are making what they should be making then it's expensive like shoes and things like that
1: yeah for sure like there's a cost to it all yeah but that's what i'm saying i'm so thankful that we had this print on demand and this leverage that we have it's incredible again like you said there's it has its own issues for sure and and the margins are razor thin don't get me wrong for sure like it's not like we're making millions of dollars here folks not yet right so we have to <laughs> we gotta obviously scale it and we have to get the margins down so i think eventually yeah we will house our own product at a certain point yeah, but that's and, when produce we fi- own, yeah. and produce our own yeah produce our own that's when we figure out like what's working what's selling exactly but it's all about you know building that organic growth in that community yes yeah and we're
0: doing it as quickly as we can
1: but it takes time it, takes it doesn't time. happen overnight no so i think yeah 2021 we'll definitely be doing something else i think uh, i mean Longboy, for me, will definitely be, like, a focus, especially yeah. designing new products where yeah. I want to redo the website and figure out conversions and stuff yeah. like that. But, like like I said, it's not, like, it's making us a million dollars or even, no. like, covering all of our no, expenses. No, it's not covering
0: any expenses at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So, it's something that we love and we actually... Are just super thankful that we have the capacity to be able to do that right, right now. now. Yeah. um To start that. To start it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it would, like you said, if this was like a couple of years from now, it would never have happened. It wouldn't happen. Like, it's just like, it's unless we had so much capital saved from something else. And just doing or, nothing. And yeah. Just doing nothing. Just bored. You'd have to be just bored. Just bored or just like, there's no. Happen. Yeah.
0: But there, yeah. But there's like no way we would have had enough time given the way things were going. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: Like, just given the way how busy we are, yes. we were. <laughs> yeah and how how intense life was there's no way
1: no you know what i mean yeah. like
0: it's not possible
1: yeah so onto that organic growth then, and building mm-hmm. that community what have you found you know just from this last year of growth um what have you found had worked out really well mm-hmm. of like i know there's one thing obviously I helped you out with this but maybe <laughs> explain what? for people listening you to, um growing the email list and so oh, that worked really yeah. well for us that was
0: awesome um we for the email list specifically we used a giveaway, um, and we used a platform called Viral Sweep for that, and it was really great to like generate emails. Otherwise, it's really easy to easy is a relative term, I guess, but it's easier to to grow a following on Instagram than it is to grow a following with an email list because you have to drive people to a site and get them to put in their email, so that's a little bit harder. But when we were running our giveaway we were able to actually um, have people submit their entry using an email. And with that email, they were um, buying into our email list basically. Yeah. Which was extremely, extremely fruitful. Uh, I think we generated 2,000, over 2,000 emails. 2,500. emails. In like a week. And we ran the giveaway over 10 days and it was like like fire. It was so good.
1: Well, yeah so the other th- part of that is like the viral suite platform and like that technology like what it basically does is like it's the referrals you've probably done this yeah. like, you probably didn't even know you've done this yeah. once like i've definitely done it for like audio equipment oh, i've done it before. before
0: i did it for an rv once
1: yes and <laughs> i think omaze is the biggest yeah. company that does this you probably say o-m-a-z-e but with these giveaways the idea is you enter in your email and you're entered into the draw and you get like whatever ten or fifty entries, whatever it is. Yeah. Sometimes just one. Yeah. But then to get more entries into that draw to potentially win this thing, you then share, share it, it, or yeah. you do a list of different things. Like we did a bunch of stuff. You can either go like like this photo on Instagram. You yeah. can share this photo, share this link with your friends, share it on email, share it on Twitter. We we don't every even one ha- of those was we don't even entry. have a Twitter for Long Boy, and we saw yes, like we do. Do we?
0: Yeah. Long Boy Dash. Long okay. Boy well, okay.
1: Well, it's not active <laughs> at all. No, it's not we should get way more active on that. But yeah. besides the point is like, we're not active on Twitter yet. Like so many people were tweeting about us yeah. that week. There's like thousands of people tweeting. Cause I yeah. guess they're getting more entries. So the idea of like this, you know, produced virality, you can actually encourage people to have like these sort of like viral uh, what yeah. would you call it, like viral actions it's like hey i
0: guess so, yeah to share like,
1: give them an incentive to share like obviously like you want organic virality which is like hey i just love this thing yeah check this out check out this wiener dog like humping yeah. this bed yeah of I don't- course th-
0: of course that's like what you want yeah but like
1: you can you can basically force that in a way
0: yeah, well, or not not
1: forced. That's not the right. It's term. hard
0: because it sounds bad, it but sounds it's not bad because it's a giveaway. They're they're potentially getting something at the end of it.
1: Right. And it was a good giveaway. and it's
0: free. They're not sharing. It, it doesn't cost them money to share. That's so, true. you know what I mean? Like they're just sharing it and they're getting more chances it's, at winning it's
1: social currency. Yeah. It's the social And so
0: currency. they're sharing with their network and their network is seeing it. And then, then they're
1: sharing it. Then they're. Exactly. Yeah, it's, and it's the first time I've truly seen like viral growth in like oh, it's something so that cool. done. It was crazy to see the email list literally double like every single day. Every day. It yeah. was crazy. So obviously we want to double down on that. And it was. Like that's pretty cheap, right? Like I think we ran some ads to it, but we did not need to run ads. Like there's we, we, we did ran not need to some
0: ads, we got some clicks, but that's not where most of it came it's from. It's from people sharing it. Yeah, so I feel like we, I think we spent like twenty bucks on the whole campaign, which is fine, but like not necessary. What it was most, the most expensive in quotations, was the product.
1: Yes, that it was we, a great product. It's a freaking jacket, people. Yeah, like, we, this got, got, we, we gave a jacket t-shirt. away. I
0: yeah. think that's like seventy bucks in our store, or sixty bucks in our store. So. We, Seventy
1: US. So yeah, like, like so we gave Canadian. that. Yeah,
0: we gave we we ordered one and we gave it away. Um, so that was the most expensive the shipping and the giveaway.
1: Yeah. It was funny to see like friends and family. Yeah. They were like, hey, I entered. Like I really want to win it. Like, why don't you just go buy it?
0: Yeah. We'll give, you a, <laughs> we'll, give you,
1: we'll give you a coupon code. Yeah. So there you go. Obviously you want to win it for free, but um, who doesn't
0: want to win stuff so for free? Come on.
1: Exactly. Everyone likes free shit. So that's the that's the uh everyone here.
0: loves a giveaway. Do
1: a giveaway. I might do it for the podcast. I was thinking about doing the book giveaway. You should do that. I might do a book, um, like package of like three books that I've like talked a about. All, yeah, because mm. I feel like one book people might not really care. Like, oh, it looks okay, but like three books, like, oh shit, like this is kind of cool. a little
0: gift pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I like I'll that. think about it. That's a good idea. To yeah, grow this thing. But then also another thing that has helped us with growth is the Gary V. We don't have to get into my opinions on Gary V. But Gary V.'s dollar eighty. Yeah, I don't know if he's the original person of dollar eighty, but he's the yeah, person,
2: that's
1: his idea. That's his
0: idea, right? So his premise is that if you go, basically, you're supposed to go to people's posts in certain hashtags that you're trying to grow in. Maybe you're trying to, for us, it's wiener dogs. So it could be hashtag weenies, hashtag dachshunds, hashtag this, hashtag that, whatever. And you go into 10 posts in 10 hashtags, I'm pretty sure, and leave your two cents on every post. You can obviously do more than that. And it it adds up up to $1.80. And it takes like, two hours or an hour it depends how thoughtful you are i'm very thoughtful about the comments that i leave and i try to make them very like engaging because like that's the point right i know a lot of brands have been doing these like those like little pyramid scheme brands where they comment the same thing on everyone's posts Yeah, yeah and so that's very easy that's a very easy way to do it and i'm sure it works like i'm sure it works for certain people and for certain brands it's not the kind of brand that we're trying to generate. Tarnishes the
1: brand. It just seems scammy well, and the, spammy. Yeah, for
0: for some brands, maybe it doesn't matter. And at the beginning, when we got when we first got Tino on Instagram, and people started commenting on our stuff, like we're looking for models, and you're the perfect dog, like that kind oh, of comment. Yeah. Contact this person and tell them Sammy referred you. You know what I mean? Like those are the comments we'd get. And at first, it worked oh. until I started seeing like them every single day, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Um. Y you, you fooled me once, but you won't get me again. Anyway, so once I once I got past that, I when I started doing $1.80 and started commenting on other people's posts, I made it really form first and foremost front of my mind has to be a valuable comment. Has to be like a good two cents, not just like, you're so cute, LOL, love you, type thing. Like that. That's so stupid. It's like if the caption says something that is like, Waiting for Santa pause, I'm going to put something valuable back. Like, oh, I'm sure he's going to bring you plenty of gifts. You're so cute.
1: Yeah. Contextual and with to their what names so that saying. they
0: know yeah. that it's someone. It's a human that's mm-hmm. looking at that post. You know, it's not a robot. Because I'm sure there are. Ro- I'm sure they have bots that do dollar eighty.
1: Yeah, and there's an app that you started using, right? It's called Dollar eighty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Check that out. Dollar eighty. Did it make it a lot easier for you to do? Yes. It?
0: It did. It costs money, but it's fantastic.
1: Totally worth it. I mean, yeah. it's cost of doing business.
0: It, but it's minimal. Like it's a monthly subscription and it's minimal and it makes everything really easy.
1: Yeah. Like it's your marketing costs, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're at about an hour 20 here. So we got about 10 minutes. Um, there's so many other things I did want to talk about, but I think we'll have, opp- we'll have an opportunity to do that. Some of these are deep thought provoking.
0: Oh, give me one
1: what what do you think works really well like why you know people always say um teamwork makes the dream work right that's mm-hmm. a kind of a yeah a thing so you know for us as working together you know from the early days when we first started it was a university project yeah. controversy was and people kept telling us like hey don't do, do it don't do it don't work together you shouldn't be working together yeah. like it's because we just we were in a relationship for like what a year at that point less than that less than a probably year. yeah and then we get into like doing work together, but we didn't see it as work. We just saw it as a project and it kind of just escalated. So now we've kind of just naturally gone into that flow of us being in like a personal relationship and then Mm -hmm. work relationship. So what do you think makes that work life relationship work? Well,
0: um, I think there's a lot of aspects to this. And so this is a good question probably to end on because I, there's a lot in here. So the first, and very blatant foremost thing is that our personalities work together really well we see eye to eye on a lot of things and we have complementary skill sets yes so we don't clash a lot because of our personalities being complementary and same with our skill sets are are different but work together you know what i mean so that's like the first thing i want to say right off the bat like it doesn't work for everyone no. it, sh- it-, it can't work for everyone because some people end up in relationships with people that they get along with really well personally but then can't flip to a business perspective or maybe get too tied up in the business i, I don't know it-, it doesn't work for every personality type we're both very much of uh we don't like Conflict. We both avoid conflict pretty well. well. We
1: resolve it at least. Yeah. But we do avoid it. But we avoid yeah, like in the first place. We
0: try to do a lot to make sure that it doesn't even happen. And if it does, then we are able to talk it out. Not like we avoid it in the sense that we like bury it under the rug. But that's our personality types. So that we're so that's for the first thing right off the bat. However, there are times when conflict does happen, disagreements happen. Um There's all kinds of stuff that happens, you know, like that's just just in
1: general, any kind of relationship, relationship, you're going to
0: run into things. Um, So I think when we started out working together on our practicum,
1: which is the thesis, which is our thesis, which was controversy,
0: controversy, which everyone told us not to do. Everyone. Yeah.
1: All of our friends were like, don't do it. Don't do it.
0: You're going to ruin your relationship. Uh, Josh and I are pretty self-aware. And we felt, I, I actually, I remember talking to you about it and saying like, what do you think? Do you think this is actually a good idea? Do you think that it's going to ruin our relationship or whatever? And we decided to prioritize our relationship yes. over controversy. So if what like, we made a conscious choice, if things happen, whatever, and we, we start to disagree, We're A, gonna make a really make a really conscious hard effort to not take it personally if the other person disagrees or like if you whatever get into a a tussle, you know? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We're we understood that we're fighting for the same thing. We're fighting for the same outcome. We both want a good production. You know what I mean? And we're not enemies. We're both trying to achieve the same thing. Maybe we have different ideas of how to get there. So just like voicing those ways that we think it's best you know what i mean so being super aware of yourself and your partner is very important understanding that like your the goal is the same the end goal is likely the same you know what i mean like if you're in a relationship this is the same thing your goal is to be happy in your relationship your goal is to be fulfilled in your relationship you're that's not the other person's goal Uh, and that's not the other person's opposite goal too like the, the person's your your partner's goal is the same they want to be happy and fulfilled in the relationship as well so you're both if you're fighting about it that's because there's been a miscommunication somewhere and it's not necessarily because your goals are fundamentally different it's just because your needs aren't being met the right way you know what i mean so that's that was like kind of one of the pieces, and then another piece was the communication, knowing and, and understanding that we had to communicate, and that made our communication as a relationship really good. Oh, it
1: definitely strengthened it, for sure.
0: Yeah, because we became very comfortable voicing what we needed from each other. So, you know, if we needed something simple like a deadline to be met, or if we needed just some time, with each other or away from each other. Like not that we need time away from each other, but like we both like individual time and we both know that about each other and we don't take offense to that. Um I think it's really important that when you have a conversation with your partner and you talk about needs. Let's just say we're talking about needs, right? Um it's really important that you don't diminish those needs by saying like, "Oh, that's silly" or "Why do you need that?" or and that sounds so simple but you might not realize that the way you're saying things might come off that way
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right like luckily josh and i both need individual time like time on our own but
1: gotta have hobbies and stuff that you do well
0: yeah but like there's also times that like we would rather just be in separate rooms yes you know what i mean and just be like apart.
1: well that's how i work too you know i'm pretty like introverted in that sense i like to be like like tunnel vision when i'm working yeah
0: you do not like to be interrupted and like i don't mind interrupting you but like it's it's i try not i have to work not to and so instead of feeling like offended because it might feel personal if the person's like oh i just want to be kind of on my own right now Mm -hmm. or i just it has nothing
1: to do with the other person no exactly it's about you can't take it personally the needs of the
0: person and you have to just be like okay like that's just what they want and as long as it's not affecting the the other person badly like for example. If you are drumming on, let's just say an acoustic set instead of your electric set,
1: drum set, yes, yeah,
0: drum set. like if yeah. you're if you're if you're drumming on an acoustic drum set, yes, and I'm trying to watch a movie,
1: yeah, that's different. That's just being courteous and respectful. Right. And I think exactly. that's the other thing. Like we have that like base level number one, just yeah. respect hundred like, percent, and I think we've both just been brought up well that way,
0: yeah, that is true. That's very true,
1: but also we see things eye to eye as like partners. like i I think like there's I don't know i can't say for everyone's relationship but like sometimes you see it like this hierarchy almost mm-hmm. like you definitely notice like sometimes it's the man running the show sometimes it's the the woman or yeah if it's two men you know you can definitely notice some, one, one person. of them
0: yeah one of one some a lot of times one person is in charge or seemingly in charge yeah, or thinks a, they're in charge there's
1: like a dominating sort yeah. of thing and i think we don't really have that again like we see each other as like as very partners, equal is equals yeah and you know that that comes down like, to everything very equal. Yeah
0: yeah i think like and this is not to say we're perfect no. like i don't want that i think we should have a whole episode about conflicts and how we were yeah we had conflicts. a hu- we
1: had a pretty big issue in the summer but i mean again, oh
0: god yeah there's
1: so many different things that kind of like built up this is like the peak low of like you know controversy not really working out this year having like, a new puppy having a new puppy there's so much stress and then there's like a global pandemic yeah. and then we're both there going couldn't through have been more everyone shit. was going through shit yeah you there know? couldn't so, have been more yeah. shit
0: happening it was a whole For shit sure. storm
1: but because luckily we've gone through other shit storms, work related. Yeah, we knew how to deal with it. Like going through it meant stress, and also like working on controversy, like doing live events, doing VR theater and VR oh. film uh, showings. Like there's an incredible amount of stress that goes to like organizing a live event, and then add in a shit ton of like high tech onto oh that. Oh god, and things going wrong. I think like, and obviously film production, we've gone through like so much like stress that we've like built up that muscle right yeah
0: and like i i have seen josh at his peak josh does not get stressed very easily i do josh i've seen him at your peak stress points in life and And
1: when have they been
0: well in production Mm. when we're when stuff's not going right in terms of like technology and you're being rushed
1: yes 100 percent. that's the biggest thing
0: yeah if you're feeling under pressure and the crap part is that i'm the one that rushes you as a producer.
1: Yeah, that's the funniest thing, right? Because I, I have yeah, to. You have to.
0: Because we'll, we'll be on, like, thinking back four years to when we were on set, or five years when we were on set. Wow, long time ago. Um, I had to keep you on lo- like in line and being in terms of, like, we have this many hours with this actor today. This is all we have. Yeah. And so we have to be ready and in and out. Yeah. Right? So that was my job as producer, and your job as director was getting it done. Yeah. Right? So... I have been that person and had to figure out how do I communicate to you effectively to, to get you in a good place that you can do your work, but also done. You know what I mean? Um, so that was, that was a huge like point of stress. Um, we've also been through very being in a relationship for six years through a global pandemic and through multiple things personally, We've been through a lot together.
1: Yeah, yeah, we that like
0: a lot of people don't go through
1: in their like a lifetime. Yeah, (laughs) their whole relationship. Yeah, it is really true, and I feel like funny enough, I feel a lot less stress with working on Long Boy because it's like I don't know, it's fun. It's more fun. It's like almost pressure. Yeah, a lot less pressure. I get to do my thing and design cool clothes, and you get to do the social aspect and you know do a lot of the social media and marketing. So I think we get to grow in our own ways that way and then like you said it's complimentary like uh, i don't think i would have been able to do this myself like, i could have built oh. the shopify site and put the, the clothes in there but i'm not really one to be doing a lot of like outreach especially yeah. for that like niche yeah. specifically like i don't really know it's a weird
0: one to yeah, do yeah but because
1: you've been in it for months you know the niche 100%. you know the, the voice you know how mm-hmm. people like to talk and like they've been communicating with you through tino's account it's been you doing it yeah so you kind of know and then opposite end you know you're not going to be i mean you could design no i can't probably <laughs> no i can't could but maybe won't and no i
0: couldn't have done it no i, I couldn't can't. have done it on my own and like neither of us could have yeah and recognizing that, that and like being honest about that like be honest with yourself that like it probably wouldn't have happened alone no, no, no you know what i mean like couldn't have we probably wouldn't have even had the idea had we yeah. been alone
1: yeah, you need so. a partner, like whether whether that's like...
0: Whether that's your partner, like your life partner, or whether that's a business partner, like a friend, or just someone you've met because mutual business interests or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having someone else is, is amazing. It can be terrible, but it also can be amazing. So
1: yeah. Um, well, on Longboy, I don't think it's been terrible at all. It's been a no, lot of fun. No, no, no.
0: But I, I know some partnership agreements go south.
1: Yes, yes. Like for sure, for sure.
0: Even if it's someone that you are just like, regardless of whether it's a relationship or regardless of whether it's a friendship or if it's just a partnership, sometimes partnerships go south. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like for us, being in a relationship has, as long as we've put our relationship first, which we have and we've maintained. Yeah. Um has been something that's made us fight a lot harder for businesses that we've worked on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if maybe if we weren't in a relationship personally, if we would have, either of us would have fought for controversy to stay alive for so long. Right. It would have been really easy to just, to just been like, you know what? This is not working. It's, yeah. it's too much work. Yeah. See you later. I'm going to try something else. Yeah. So because we're in a romantic relationship, we're able to, we like stick to things a little bit more because we push each other. Yeah. Right,
1: and we have the same like life goal; like that we're going in the exact same direction. Yeah, parallel, right? So yeah. it's not like I guess if you're you're saying if you had business partners, we're sometimes not there's a different. Together, yeah, there's different. Yeah, so one person wants to be a nomad, the other person wants like a big house.
0: Exactly. You know, and exactly. Those are two
1: completely very different, different goals. ideas of life. Yeah.
0: So like that's so, and that's so important to us. Like I said, but I want to make it so clear: it doesn't work for everyone. No. Relationship partnerships don't work for everyone. No. You have to be the right people and the ability to like handle these adversities without getting too personal is a huge one yeah
1: and i think like you said too that respect and us having like the same goals and we put each other first it's like yeah these we, put our, we do we
0: put our relationship first. yeah
1: like if there's like a i don't know i'm just projecting the future if we had like investors that like invested millions of dollars in a long boy and like shit goes south we would be like okay well fuck you guys we have our goals together it's us again against whoever it's not like us not even against against, but not even against it's like if it
0: turns into something our relationship takes precedence yeah you know what i mean and we i learned that from tom Billiou and lisa Billiou. right huge there
1: maybe we can get them on the podcast oh that would be so fun relationship theory that was a great that's a great podcast
0: like if you're looking for more on this relationship theory is an amazing place to start because they talk about a lot of strategies that we've employed yeah
1: because they work together too right tom and lisa so highly recommend that maybe we can get them on that'd be really fucking cool
0: that would be so um, cool yeah because they yeah. they talk about all their strategies to like why and how do they communicate and like i said we have taken a lot of those strategies over the years and been like we need to do that more yeah
1: and like we kind of just do it so we haven't obviously i haven't talked about it on the podcast or anything maybe we'll do like another couple yeah. of episodes on synthesizing specific things. what are
0: the actual like steps
1: yeah exactly but no, I think that's a great way to end this one. And we can kind of allude to the next one and get people Yay. fired up. So I hope everyone listening really enjoyed this well-rounded conversation with us. Yeah. There's a couple of little final questions I want to ask you before oh, baby. we close this one up. Um, the first thing is currently right now, what are some of the challenges that you're facing in life?
0: Uh, mentally, I'm very, I'm like a little bit like pandemic fatigued. Uh, I would like to do more meditation. I'm facing some challenges balancing my thoughts and staying balanced um, and staying focused. I want to I wanna gain more skills, and I think meditation will help with this, to stay on task and stay. I, 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 my mind tends to wander a lot now. So I'll be doing something, and then I'll be like, oh, I have to do that, and I'll change task. And then I'll be like, oh, no, I have to do that. And then I remember like three hours later, oh, my God, I was doing something. You know what I mean? So that's something I'm, cha- I'm dealing with right now. A challenge I'm dealing with right now.
1: Mm, so is that going to be your New Year's sort of I don't habit. make New Year's resolution. Not resolution, but goal maybe?
0: Uh, I'm going to start like, yeah, today. Just do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Just
1: do a 30-day challenge.
0: Yeah. I'm going to start by doing that. That seems to be what works really well for me Yeah, is doing like a one-month stint of something and then yeah. evaluating how it felt and if i want to continue
1: yeah i recommend doing the 21 days of calm yeah it's not even 30 days just 21 no, i've days. done 21 days of calm did you do the whole yeah. 21 days
0: yeah
1: oh damn and how'd you feel after that
0: fantastic there don't know why go. i stopped
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i know that like in the calm app it tracks like when you do it and you have like um yeah runs what do they call it like streaks streaks yeah yeah not runs, streaks and i was like looking back at it from like january to like maybe april it was like every single yeah, day you were like I did not break a, a day. And I felt great. And I was like, like mm-hmm. you said, I was very religious about it almost. And I felt great. And then I was like, like this month, I'm like, why do I feel like so shitty? I feel like down. I feel like really low anxious energy, and low energy. Like that, yeah. And then I looked at my Calm app and it was like, oh, it's because you've only meditated four times this month. Yeah. So now like, it's a it huge day. difference.
0: Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. So that's one thing that I'm bringing with me. Nice. Moving forward.
1: Moving forward to the year. And what do you most excited about coming up in the new year
0: getting vaccinated
1: really is that the number one thing
0: <laughs> don't hate on me for saying that i just want to hug my grandmother True. um no i'm most excited about long boy and and um seeing how that grows in the new year um i love that company like with my whole heart like it's such a cool company and i love the products we're putting out and i think I think that'll come through. I'm excited to be able, hopefully in the spring to do more like of our own photography, product photography on people in public or whatever, whatever is allowed. I don't know. Um. So I want to do that. And I'm just excited to build, I want to build this brand so much more. Like it's already such a solid brand and I'm so excited to see where it goes, like to see how it grows up, you know?
1: Yeah, me too. Cause it's just
0: such a little baby right now
1: yeah it's like tino it's like the just and i'm excited
0: to get a new dog younger sent.
1: than tino oh to get a second one yeah yeah we'll probably have like 10 of them <laughs> i just want to be surrounded by wiener dogs all the time i wish
0: we were on video because we could show tino
1: yeah next time what about vlogging are you thinking about getting back into that um
0: i'm like so torn about vlogging i started i started vlogmas again this year for i guess in background i used to vlog daily i did daily vlogs for a while it was like half a year of vlog, daily vlogging, which is not that long in retrospect, but like it was a long time. And I love looking back on those vlogs. So I wa- I've wanted to start vlogging again, but then I started doing, like doing daily vlogs for Vlogmas. And I guess it's a mix of like, because of COVID, there's not a lot to do. And like Vlogmas is all about doing Christmas stuff and like doing things and vlogging, you have to be doing things and we're not doing anything because of COVID. So it was a lot of stress every day to like figure out what to do, and then also to edit. And also, I was working on a gift for my dad, and that was what I was spending my evenings doing. So then I'd wake up early and edit the vlog, and it was just like it added so much anxiety. Yeah, it and, was taking
1: away from your experience oh, rather than adding. A hundred
0: percent. But I've always been someone who journals. Yeah. And who like keeps t- like track of things like in my life, like ever since I was little.
1: Yeah. So I've read your journal. Oh God. You know, you've shown them. Yeah, I show
0: him, but you haven't read all of them.
1: No, imagine I I
0: like wrote about my future, my future. (laughs) I want to read these Nick Jonas. I never wrote anything about Nick Jonas, so it's fine. But anyway, um, I I've always been that person that like chronicles my life either with photo, video, or writing, um, pretty consistently. But I haven't done it in a while, so I I feel like I'm missing that, and I feel like Mm. I'm missing like the ability to look back. I guess I did it with Tino a little bit because I did it every day, right? But I kind of want to do that more
1: yeah i just have to
0: figure out how i'm gonna do it
1: well i can definitely help you like because i think we have two vlog style cameras i only yeah. really vlog when i travel i have so many travel vlogs i never put out yeah just because like again the editing is hard it and is it's, hard it's 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 a big part of it right i got so, so
0: fast at it though when i was doing yeah. the vlog originally i was like because
1: once you get it i would a push out vlogs it. in like an hour yeah like once which is quick yeah that's amazing yeah that's really good yeah Especially when it's mainly about documenting, not trying to create a piece of art. Yeah. It's just about like, here's what we did.
0: Yeah. It's not like a Casey Neistat vlog. Like, yeah. His are, his vlogs are art.
1: Yeah, that's true. But you can always take from that on certain yeah. ones. But I think like the other thing too, is most of these vloggers are just at home. Like when you look at them, I know. they're just doing things at home. I know. And
0: it's crazy. I was watching Zoe Sugg, which like I would literally poop my pants if she was listening to this right now because I've been a fan forever. But anyway... Um, I was watching her Vlogmas because she's doing Vlogmas this year, and she talked about it. And she talked about that whole thing about being home and how like she's not doing as much, but because simultaneously we're trying to build Long Boy, and I can't spend a lot of my time doing just baking. Mm-hmm. Or I would, I would bake and just cook and whatever and vlog that. And that's really interesting. People love to watch baking. I love to watch people baking. I'm Bring doing, a doing a it camera. today. Bring a camera. But, but like Zoe bakes a lot right and she does like her house is decorated and things like that and she's doing all that for content but i just don't have the time to to dedicate to that right now so that doesn't work at the moment otherwise i'd just be like my vlogs would be me time lapses of me sitting at my computer doing dollar 80 like that would be all it would be you know or like reading articles or watching videos of of like learning how to do how to scale So it would be very boring right now, but I feel like once we like started going, I don't know, I have to figure it out.
1: It definitely forced us to do do
0: more things, a lot of things. But also I think once COVID is as done as it can be and we're able to like do things that we were able to do before like going to rec room and things like that, I actually think rec room closed, but going to like movies or going to going out to eat or things like that. I think that we'll be able to like vlog more cuz we'll want to do more. Because because A because of vlogging, we'll want to do more, but also B because we were so forced to stay inside.
1: Yeah. But I think this can help us get creative, especially this winter. True. We talked about doing a lot more like winter skating. hiking, skating, yeah. and there's all those new trails paths, opening up yeah. and paths. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we can definitely do that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see where the vlog goes. I'm definitely down to help you and film more. So we'll see if the <laughs> vlog comes, but I think you will also be really interested in this notion journal template that i'm building yeah. i'm gonna send it to you first yeah, please um i'm gonna add a i added a photo journal to it so every month it's just a monthly photo journal you just add your favorite photos from oh ah, uh, that's awesome month maybe eventually there's like a little vlog thing so you can say amazing. hey post it to youtube then link it in notion there so that way you have this like 360 degree look at everything where it's like cool. the journaling you have photos cool. and videos like multimedia yeah
0: definitely send that to me
1: yeah so i will You'll be the first person cool. to check that out uh, before yeah, I, I make that. it public. Everyone else listening, it will be public. I might do a video on it next week. So actually this week, if you're listening to it, it'll be the week that this comes out, which is next week. Okay.
2: My brain hurts.
1: Sorry, I just Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I just Christopher Nolan to everyone here. I just Tenet Inception to everyone. Um, anyways, that will be coming out this week. So looking forward to that. Marissa, this was awesome. This I was can't wait awesome. to do this again. Thank you. We'll do another couple of these at least with just the two of us a couple of couples couple of couples with john and mar and melissa mar-
0: not john and melissa marzo <laughs> oh my god what did I just soon
1: do? maybe they will be oh yeah and maybe and then um we'll do video as well so people can see our lovely faces and tino tino will be on our on our lap yes we'll pass him back and forth i'm surprised he hasn't barked this whole time this is awesome I know
0: this is incredible
1: he just likes because he can hear both of
0: our voices yeah
1: he's just like sleeping soundly on the couch (laughs) all right so thanks marissa and thanks for everyone listening this is awesome and uh have a great day (laughs) Come <laughs> on!